Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Gudak. And just as a reminder, the purpose of our podcast is to bring community for young adults and teens um, in the urban context to know that they're not the only one going through life in this certain area that they might be struggling in, as well as bring alongside mentors to encourage, empower, and train them up to get alongside students and mentor them through the process. Today, we are joined by Eric Vasquez, and Danny, um, it's nice to see you here again, man. It's, it's great to always hear your story. Um, so I'm just going to pass it over to Eric and let Eric, you know, get you going and hearing what Danny's all about. Thanks for being here, Danny. I, I haven't seen you like as often as I'd like, but I know that we have a tendency to always reconnect. And as we always say, family for life, right? Family for, for life. life. So um, I want to just ask, I mean, I know you better than anybody, but I'd love for you to share your justice for youth story and a little bit as to how you got connected to the org and the mentors that you know and love. Oh, well, when I was a sixth grader, like, I was doing really bad in school. I was doing really bad, I was on the street. I thought I was a gang member, I thought I was tough, you know. Coming from the south of Pomona, we were like 12th Street related, we called the Sharks. And uh, I fell in love with sports, and that's when I met you at Rock of Faith. It was an old church back off of center where all the crackheads prostitutes used to live. So when I met you, I was like, wow, this, this is something I could do, you know, come to church, play basketball, maybe even make it out the hood. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we first connected. And then you got connected to the org when we were at your campus and we were doing some programs and some circles. And then you started coming out to all of our events and doing things like that, right? So what about a little bit about your actual life story? Not just your Justice for Youth story, but can you kind of tell us a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up, what life was like? Um, well, I grew up with like 13 brothers and sisters. I was like really broke. My dad had nine kids and my mom had five. And I stayed with my mom's side of the family. So we always lived like in garages, like abandoned buildings. We lived like sometimes in a, in a van. It was really hard for me to go through that kind of struggle to watch my mom cry every day, you know, not eat food. And I was really skinny, I was out of shape. I looked slumped like if I was on drugs. And, uh, the only thing that got me through was praying, you know, Jesus, he really opened up my heart and told me like, there's a better way. Yeah. So you've had a tough life, tough go, tough deck of hands kind of dealt you at times. And I think that I've kind of see you go through these ups and these downs. Sometimes you're really solid and stable and other times you've been kind of down in the dumps, in the pits, right? But I admire your strength and your resilience and how you've been able to kind of rise above. One of the things I wanted to focus on today was how you at one point entered into the foster system. You're actually a former foster youth. And I kind of want to know, and then I bet, you know, the listeners would benefit from hearing a little bit about what was that life, what was that time like for you as you went through that? Well, I was a junior in high school, and I was on the, on the basketball team, of course. We were winning, like, every game. We were blowing out teams, like 50-plus, 30-plus. And uh, something hit me. I, I realized that I wasn't, like, in a right state of mind. Like, I was doing everything right. I was getting straight A's. But uh, something was missing, you know. I, I felt like the love of my mother and the love of my father, the acceptance was missing. Like, I was doing everything good, you know. I wanted acknowledgments and I wanted appreciation. And, you know, I was bringing in money. I was doing, like, left and right, back and forth. I was doing everything I had to do. But when I jumped into the foster care system, I felt like, wow, like, this is a life changer. Like, I don't have to struggle no more. I don't have to work no more. I don't have to, like, worry about what I'm going to eat the next day. Like, I had, I had a house. Like, I had stable housing. And, like, somebody wasn't there to beat me up, you know. So I just, like... Getting into the foster system, it was life-changing for me. Yeah, life-changing, but it also came with its challenges. Because at times, I have, uh, we, when we were in communication, 
and I would visit with you, you were incarcerated several times throughout that experience, right? What was that like and what caused your incarceration? Um, for the most part, thinking I was tough, you know, thinking I was above the law, thinking I was a gang member. Uh, cops would talk to me, I would ignore them, I would plead the fifth, I would walk away, I'd flip them off, I'd try to fight them, you know, securities, teachers, nobody could tell me nothing, not even my mother, only God himself, you know, and like, I thought I, thought I was too cool to like listen, so it ended up hurting me, and I, I was in and out of jail for like six months straight, and like they were hitting me with like shots, they were like, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, I was 5150, like I was locked up for two weeks, no talk, no communication, like the black hole. And uh, when I was in there, you know, I was just praying, working out, staying on my routine. I had my yard time and everything. And it finally hit me. I was like, wow, like, I have to change my ways, you know, because, like, I'm going straight to hell. So, hey, Daniel, I just wanted to dive back in because I know yours and Eric's relationship is a little bit different than relationship with any other adult. What makes Eric the person or the adult that you would listen to versus anyone else, whether me, teachers? Because I know when you were really in it, like, he was the only one that could really get to you and talk to you. So what was the difference between Eric and any other adult that would come into your life that would mentor you and work with you? You know, for the most part, Eric, like, he stood there with me, through thick and thin. Like, even if I was gangbanging, even if I was getting arrested, even if I was on drugs, you know, whatever the case was, like, I didn't have a place to go. Like, I remember midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, I would go to his house, and he would just take me in. Like, no matter what, like, I would just, like, be, like, chilling in his front yard, or, like, I'll be hanging on the roof or something, and he'd be like, dude, get in here, like, get some food, get some sleep, like, I'd take you back to your placement. That for me was like life changing, you know, because I never had a friend or like, a, he was more of a father. Like, he was always there for me, like, whether it was to scold me, whether it was to feed me, whether it was to tell me he loved me, you know. I never really had that, that fatherly love, you know, that, that really touched my feminine side and that made me feel. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, so, you're saying for me, I just need to be more consistent with you, like Eric was, right? Not for me, no, necessarily, because I'm already like, now it's my turn to give back, you know. I feel like I need to be more consistent with kids, you know. I feel like I need to do my part now. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we kind of want to bring you in here is to transition out now as an adult. Um, so just before we dive more into that adult life giving back, it's like what were things that Eric was able to pour into you that helped you transition into adult life? And then what are you doing now as an adult? I think for the most part it was Jesus, you know, God. Every practice, every day, he told me, like, if you get something out of me, get Jesus, you know, get God in heaven, you know, like, it's real. And, like, I would listen to that, and I wouldn't really believe it, you know. Like, I would even sing this song. It's like, I pray to a God that I won't believe in. And when I, like, when I met Eric, you know, that's when I found, like, true faith and, like, restoration and, like, humanity. Okay. And then, so what are you doing now as an adult? And now I'm working, and I'm going to non-sec. I'm working part-time, and I'm taking, like, 10 units on non-sec. I'm working on my transfer program. I'm looking to go like to Cal Poly, but whatever is cheaper and more convenient for me, I take. Okay. And what do you want to study? What do you want to learn? I want to learn everything and anything, but my major is education with childhood development. Okay. I want to work with kids, you know, as Eric works with me. Yeah. So yeah, you want to give back to what he has given to you. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So yeah, just the whole transition, the, the growth and of a student that I noticed a lot that kids like you, when they realize they made it out, their first thing is they want to give it back, which is awesome to see and encouragement. And you know, for the youth workers out there, I really want to encourage them to, you know, create programs for teens like you. It's like, all right, so now that you're out, now that you're going to college, now you want to give back. 
how do you give back? And I think uh, we, we are working on systems here at Justice for Youth to better transition students like you to come back in and love our students who are in the, who, or who were, but who are in the same place that you were as, um, as a teenager. I got, I got one final thing I kind of want to end with and land on is, you know, I remember we had this really like emotional moment when you were at a low and I remember saying like, hey D, it might be better for you to go into foster care. Like, and I remember telling you like, there's some benefits from this. And then you were like, I don't know. You, you weren't really feeling it at the time, right? And then just when we reconnected recently, you're like, dude, everything you said was true, you know? That um, number one, your college is paid for. You get an allowance, financial stipend every month to support your needs. Silp. Yep, silp. I mean, there's some big benefits that are helping you survive and do life successfully. So I just kind of want to bring that up because mentors should maybe consider that sometimes the system isn't always a bad thing, right? That there is some good things, but the way you kind of go about it with the students who you mentor, um, you know, there's an art to that and there's a sensitivity and a humanity to that. And if you can have open conversations and kind of look at every avenue, I think it will eventually work for out for the best, right? Would you say that all of those things have really blessed your life and taken care of you? I think for the most part, without the system, like the Big Brother book, I wouldn't be where I am because of, because of the money, because of the schooling, because of the cars, because of the insurance, because of the security. I was able to help my mother. I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to support my family. I'm able to get them from point A to point B. Like if it wasn't for foster care, if it wasn't for getting arrested, I wouldn't be where I am now. Well, Danny, bro, we really appreciate you coming in, um, being open. I know that a lot of people who are gonna watch this, hear this, they're gonna be motivated by you to like have confidence moving into their adult life, knowing that they can make it out if you were able to, right? So we really appreciate it. Again, thank you, Daniel, for showing up. And I just want to encourage the mentors out there and the students out there. As Daniel was saying, it's, it might be a good thing to go into the foster care system and plan it out and go alongside it. The big idea, I appreciate what you were saying, is just to be open and willing to try the system out and see all the benefits in it and not push it away every second that you had the opportunity, correct? Yeah, so um, again, I just want to encourage the mentors out there, be consistent with the student, mentor them, whether or not uh, it's 3 in the morning, midnight, or it's a normal noon on a Tuesday, uh, but get alongside them and mentor them, be consistent, and you know, maybe you're not the best resource for them, but be willing to push them along to the next resource out there. Um, thank you, and can't wait to hear you next time.